Are you ready to feel understood and empowered? Are you ready to grow and glow? Tired of receiving bad advice from family and friends? Want to understand why therapy isn't a bad word? You're in the right place and in good hands. I'm Shamir Holmes, a licensed professional counselor. And I'm Erica Talbert, a licensed and marriage family therapist. And we are here to address mental health challenges and modern day issues in the Black community. Welcome to another episode of Trust Us. We're almost doctors. Hello, and welcome back to Trust Us Almost Doctors. We have someone who is near, dear to my heart joining us today, the infamous Miss Mary May, who has on her lovely, you got to show, show the people your shirt. She has on a shirt that says sexual intellectual, because that's what she's about. She's a relationship. <laughs> Ship therapist and sexologist and today's topic is going to be so interesting because we who doesn't like to talk about sex right well <laughs> it's, well it's, and it's, then it's a hot topic not. we getting spicy on the podcast getting a little spicy but mm-hmm. yes this is my dear mentor friend old supervisor who has agreed to come on she's a public speaker educator she has so many hats in the community of Philadelphia she's been in the field for over 20 years um, and is really well known in the mental health field as well everywhere I go they her name just appears because she's that popular yeah don't don't make that face because it is it's, it's true yes you are Yes, you are. So, so we're, we're really excited to kind of dive in and talk about some interesting topics regarding uh, intimacy, sexuality, couples and relationships in relation to the black community. Um, The first question I really wanted to dig in because with these social media platforms, we are seeing so many influencers now becoming a relationship experts or relationship influencers in providing all of this advice um, and feedback. For example, Kevin Samuels, which we talked about before (laughs) in our private conversation, um, he's become a popular name in many households for some. As I was mentioning, we have a lot of social media influencers like Kevin Samuels that are giving relationship advice and people are calling in and really taking some of the knowledge or feedback that is provided to heart. Um, And so I'm just wondering with you being a relationship expert, a sex therapist and so forth, what is your thought on people that are just now taking this name for themselves who really don't have the training and the people that are seeking the advice from it? Like, what just give us some feedback on that so i recently i had a conversation with somebody who joined my relationship flow conversation around how did i feel about people like kevin samuels i add Derek jackson um ace mentor like it's a it's several people out there the question was do you have to have credentials in order to you know, be this influencer about how to have an effective, healthy, balanced relationship. And the question, the the, the response is kind of like twofold. 
there's a gift and a benefit to someone who has the trained skill to see things that your girlfriend can't see, that your boys can't see, that somebody just going on a theme of a conversation and trying to say, okay, well, this theme applies to everyone is not the appropriate person to seek out for true, authentic, emotional wellness. Um, the thing about it in regards to any of those people that I mentioned, and there's no shade, you know, I mean, if they come for me, they do, but it's no shade. But I want you to, if you're trying to be an influencer in this conversation space, because you know, it gets likes, you know, that it will increase your following. If you say certain spark words, um, heal your own emotional wounds first, because one of the things that a trained professional practitioner has well, if they go to the right program like Erica and I, um, <laughs> they will be able to kind of work through, peel back the layers of where they're not well so that they can serve you at the most optimal level. They will also be able to serve you at a capacity that recognizing when they have to tap out and refer you somewhere different for a different specialty. Your boys in the, in the barbershop, your girls, whoever they're not going to do that they're gonna be like let's go shopping let's go spend some some money or let's eat something really really good and you're gonna be good after we have a couple shots and a couple drinks that's not getting better that's putting a band-aid on a volcano that's about to explode mm -hmm. so following the influencers is also that band-aid on something you just get in a cookie cutter recipe on how to make yourself feel better in the moment. But once the microwave bell goes off, which it usually goes off in a very brief time frame, you're going to be right back into that emotional brokenness that you've never resolved from the beginning. Hmm. Yeah. And, the, and, you know, one of the things when I'm watching some of his videos that um, can be a little cringing for me is, is the, single black women that I see and it, it goes to and I'm just curious to your thoughts on like we've had this conversation as well where single women that are black and you know how it's hard finding a compatible mate and so forth um and so they're wondering like should I settle should I just you know take on this advice and you know what he's saying it sounds like it's gold and maybe I do need to kind of reevaluate what my standards are or maybe it's too high what do you have for the single women that are trying to navigate through their singleness um, and deal with the complexities that come with that um, of finding someone who's compatible that they are interested and attracted to um, and also can provide some type of stability and security in different ways. Okay. <laughs> Single black women, this is for you. Single black men, this is actually for you too. When you're trying to find somebody who's compatible, if we go, no matter what your mindset is for the universe, spiritual guidance, whatever, social guidance, you have to know truly and authentically what is your, your basis. But the real thing on why people are not able to find who is compatible for them is that they have unhealed emotional wounds from their childhood 
that have shaped how it is that they deal in their negotiation skills, their um, creating balance and creating self-esteem and creating confidence. All of that comes from the ages of six to 12 when some type of trauma, some type of disengagement or discouragement came and building up who they are from the inside out that they're still holding on to and angry and unresolved and don't really understand what has happened to them and how that transfers into themselves as a leader in the workplace to themselves in connecting to intimate partners, to being a parent of children, to having a balance and permission to kind of speak out on things that's important. So like all of that really is an individual walk. And yes, the walk looks like you're going into the jungle of the weeds and it's like, oh my God, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to confront that. I just want to forget it. And it doesn't matter. You think it doesn't matter, but the thing about the word trauma, and I know that's like a buzzword right now, but the thing about the thing with trauma is like, it really is like peeling back a layers of an onion where when you get to the core, you can kind of resolve whatever the issues are. Well, the core is your reflection in the mirror because you end up holding any partner that you try to connect to, hold them accountable for the things that you weren't able to hold accountable in your childhood or in your younger years or in a previous relationship because you haven't resolved it. So those emotional wounds play a part and how you match yourself up with your employer, how you match yourself up with your career in general, um, how you match yourself up with being the best parent. All of these things are interwoven and kind of live in the same space, but we try to compartmentalize them like a puzzle, like five puzzle pieces from five different puzzle sets. That's not it. Our, our makeup, we can't compartmentalize and say, oh, we just gonna forget that. We have to deal with every single part in the season, which may mean being single and sustaining who you are individually from a single perspective so that you can focus on you at that core so that when the creator is done molding you, you're done forgiving yourself not and the person or things that may have violated you in those earlier years, and you are now prepared to receive the gift of the best partnership or the best parent-and-child relationship or the best supervisor career, you know, trajectory that you have because all of these things are impacted. Your decision to buy that bag, your decision to get that car, your decision to take this trip, all of that comes from a narrative of broken, un broken trauma from the emotional wounds and how successful you are able to implement. So you have to think about it from a more global sense, but then breaking it down again to that core of that onion and that onion being you. Mm. That makes sense? Yes, very much so, very okay. much so. And I thank you for what you shared. Um, Mary, I feel like I'm getting so enlightened myself. Can you talk oh, to yeah. us about, um, you know, what sex has to do with it when it comes to marriage for our viewers and listeners who might be going through some things, maybe they're at an impasse or they've kind of like lost the flame and lost the fire. How can they get it back? And can you speak to like sexual health, why sex is so important um, in a Girl, <laughs> sex, I'm gonna just start with this. Sex is important because you should have an emotional and physical release every three days. Mm. at least mm. that is the ultimate 
healthy relationship. And it don't mean a full flown chandelier room shaking, you know, situation. <laughs> it just means that you and your partner are connected in a way that you are able to connect and, and, and release. So sex from a behavioral standpoint is the outcome. It's the, the consequence of loving yourself and loving someone else. Sex is the behavior that we think is the ultimate goal. But sex and intimacy start way before you get to actually connecting and communicating with someone in that way. And that's the part that people often miss when you don't receive that phone call or that text of someone checking in on you. That's intimacy. No matter if they get on your nerves or whatever they're asking for the 50th time, if they didn't ask the 51st time, you, you're going to feel some type of way. So leaving notes either around the living space that you guys may share or, you know, cohabitate, um, leaving notes or sending a card, you know, some of them simple things that with social media, we don't do anymore. Mm -hmm. Sending a card, um, buying flowers yes flowers die but guess what in the moment of giving that gift mm -hmm. it, it sends something to the synapses of the brain it sends something to the heart it sends something to the stimulating things that when you get to the behavior of the sexual intimacy the sexual act it's gonna have more flames more fire more everything because it's more than just that magnetic energy in that moment it is everything about how you have made me feel today how you have made me feel over the past couple of days babe you really took care of xyz we did that together we communicated we were angry but we worked it out you know we didn't go to sleep on our anger or we went to sleep with a plan for how we were going to talk about what irritated us what frustrated us recognizing that anger sex like the outcomes is what people look at, but we got to peel backwards. We always got to engineer backwards. You always got to understand what was happening at the time that you got upset. What was happening at the time you received those flowers or that card and how did it make you feel? We don't connect to our feelings because society wants us to be robots and not really think about how things make us feel in the moment and connecting to your feelings beyond just saying, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm happy. No. What do you feel? What does your stomach tell you? What does your heart tell you? What is the room? How is the aroma? What do you feel? Mm. Like really, really understanding because we're, well, y'all are doctors. I'm just, you know, the lady, you know, on the podcast. Oh. The, the almost doctors, Mary, almost the, doctors. Not, uh, well, whatever, y'all doctors, I'm claiming it for y'all. The cognitive synapses, like, you know, the way we think, the way we love, the way that our, our love languages are, comes from how we are stimulated in our brain, mm -hmm. in our eyes, we're using all of our senses. Yep. So that makes the magneticness of the intimacy, the sex, all of that, just so much more powerful. And you have to just be able to regulate and kind of embrace that the harshness that happens outside of our relationship, yes, we need a space where we can talk about it, but it should be where it cuts off and that you actually are able to cut off, turn the phone off, flip it over or whatever, and just be present to yourself, present to your partner, present to your children, and 
not really having distractions or understanding that if it's a certain sports season that my partner is going to be unavailable to me at these times, but that means I got me time. Mm-hmm. I'm not losing anything because they watching 20 hours of football. I'm gaining 20 hours. I'm going to catch them on the flip side because every season, this is what happens. You can either be upset all season or you can recreate that time to make the intimacy. So when they come out of the game, they'd be like, oh, hey, baby, how you doing? <laughs> you got candles set up. You got dinner. Like, you know, it, it shifts the gears and they'll be able to know this is this is how we communicate. This is how we love. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, that was some some gems right there. <laughs> That will be helpful to many. So I was wondering too, I didn't know, um, Shamir and I were talking about poly relationships. Mm-hmm. And so, oh yeah, yeah, that's becoming. Like more and more <laughs> of a thing. Like yeah, every, it is. Everywhere you turn and like it's, it's, on, it's in the media, it's on the uh-huh. television. And I find even in our therapy sessions, like people that you would never suspect not not no like you said no shade no judgment no shade, but i'm no like judgment. oh you're in an open relationship oh okay you got multiple partners it's just maybe it was always a thing and people just mm-hmm. didn't talk about it mm-hmm. but like whatever you could shed some light on regarding the um the polyamory and relationships would be helpful okay so you gotta be specific with that because there's a lot of layers to that lifestyle the value systems um is some myths and then there's some truths so that's some what I was going to ask. Like, could you dispel some? Because I think because it's foreign to some people and it's becoming more pu- in the public view, especially in the Black community where we're seeing more Black people have poly relationships. Could you shed mm-hmm. some light? Because I think there is like a lot of judgment initially when they see mm-hmm. it because it's not the norm or, you know, what society determines as the norm um and so I think it is important like if we're talking about like healthy relationships um how one size doesn't fit for everybody and so it might be different and so I think having the viewers get educated on some of the truths and the myths Mm -hmm. that um entails poly relationships would be a little helpful so the first thing I have to go and responding to that would be under the social construct. A lot of people um, frame what a relationship looks like from a matri- I mean, from a patriarchal standpoint and from a Christian-based influenced construct, which would be, in some cases, a man and a woman, right? Right. And from that man and a woman, they're supposed to have this Um, relationship that is solid between the two of them and then you go into the ten commandments and thou shall not cheat or whatever everybody in this world doesn't follow that social construct so because they don't follow that particular social construct but yet a lot of the biases a lot of the mistruths are guided by that premise is what makes it a wow why pick this situation or you not following what the person of Christianity, whoever that is to you, um, you know, has suggested for our families. Culturally, if black families are to look at our history, Christianity is not ours. 
it was given to us as freedom from slave working. It was the only way that we were able to get off was to follow Christianity in that way to be able to see our family. I'm digressing. I'm going to snatch it back. Just want to share that. But that mindset kind of shapes how it is that we understand what a relationship, air quotes, is supposed to be. So there's other social constructs or values and religious um, practices that have been activating poly type relationships for years. They have now, along with other lifestyles, gotten permission to not hide behind the curtain and be open with who and what it is that they are. Now in our community, it again can be some emotional wounds, some break brokenness of attachment based on substance abuse and a lot of other things that makes people feel that this is the best way to connect with someone because I don't have to truly give of myself or I don't have to truly, you know, like I don't have to lose anything. I feel like I've lost stuff if this is the voice of the person who has had a, you know, certain type of background and is saying, let me try this because I only have to give them 30% of my time. Mm. There's no attachment there. Mm. Well, there is, but it's, it's, it's on my, my guarded boundary. Right. right. Whereas there are some situations in life that if we didn't have to have a title of it being poly or something like that, you have sister friends who help you as a village in your home, raise your children. In our social thought process, when we hear the word poly, we immediately go to the sexual interaction between the partners in the connection. It's more than just the sexual intimacy part. It's a sisterhood. Mm-hmm. It's a, okay, how can I help? Postpartum is real. We talk about postpartum, but we don't talk about the supports that that woman may need who has just had a child. Mm-hmm. A situation like poly or sister wivery can support being present for not only the wife, but for the newborn child, for stabilizing the home, for supporting the husband. But it's the supporting the husband is not always sexual. People who are not in that mindset and who follow that social construct of Christianity immediately go to sex. And that's not what it's only about well thank you for that yeah that's very I feel like that's very helpful um for all of us to understand because we we don't see that perspective um Mm -hmm. like you said we often just look at the sexual stigma around it um because Mm -hmm. that's what we're like oh that's sexually deviant we love to attach (laughs) stuff and call it and we look at the privilege of it i mean sex is actually a privilege and in some value systems sex is a privilege and for some partners in that privilege mindset you don't have a choice in asking or saying hey partner I got the candle lit with a little you know spice over here like come on let's do this you have to wait until the other partner and I'm not I'm trying to be gender neutral like wait for the other partner to be like oh yeah today is the day I'm about to you know knock you down a bit you know or like we're about to get into it and you know a lot of people don't like that Mm -hmm. yeah 
Oh, go ahead, Shamir. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I appreciate you shedding that light because I think there's probably a lot of like um, miscommunication, ignorance, curiosity, mm -hmm. um, and only thinking in terms of, you know, it being sexual or non-sexual. So mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. helpful. Thank I also, you. Thank you. I, I mean, also, like, you know, okay. people, sex sells a lot. Yes. No, go ahead. No, you, no, you're fine. I was, because as we're talking about like um, the ignorance and sex, I, I don't know if you all um, watched the new Netflix series, uh, Sex, Love and Goop by- Erica, you know, I've been doing finals homework. <laughs> when was I going to have time to watch that? Right. <laughs> and so I, I, I was actually, you know, I loved it. I thought it was very informative and it helped um, shed light as well on what sex therapy entails, you know, the challenges couples face. And so I found it interesting because I wasn't really aware of um, some of the practices where they have therapists that actually provide physical contact with their client. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I know that's illegal in certain states mm -hmm. where you cannot. Certain but, countries and states. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, where you cannot. So if, if you haven't watched it, sorry to kind of uh, <laughs> give the, the details of it. But yes, in one of the episodes, the therapist is actually helping um, one of the ladies who struggle with having an orgasm who has some discomfort um, with penetration. So she, you know, uses her finger, she uses a glove and stuff and kind of guides and shows her partner how she should do it and what works. And they're like, you know, having an ongoing conversation in the process and stuff. And so I, I just wanted to get everyone's opinion and thought on it, like, oh, how would you feel about, you know, providing that type of work as therapists where you're getting the hands dirty, literally getting in and doing the getting the hands dirty literally <laughs> the nitty-gritty i'm not signing up for that that that's just my plain and simple like i feel like through my metaphors through my guidance through the explicit i can give you an explicit example i can give you like i have a sex esteem workshop that i facilitate like four sessions that teach you how to get mind over matter, how to build intimacy, how to engage in role play and how to really connect with your partner. But there are some activities that's in there. Like we might, and if it's a live event, it's even more exciting because with libations, we're also going to have some peaches and cherries and whipped cream and shots to help prepare you to understand swallowing is good. Sometimes the cherry is also good. Shinri, you ain't, she ain't give you the full memo about me. I'm sorry. I see your eyes. <laughs> no, I'm listening. I'm listening. Like, oh, that's, that's what you I'm do at the workshop. I'm yes, like, oh. we get Look, sign us all up. <laughs> <laughs> we about to I'm take some saying, cherry shots. This is deep. <laughs> this is, and, and I miss, you know, with the public health crisis, not being able to facilitate because people are like, we need another lesson. We need a refresher. Mm -hmm. For me, in, in comparison to that show that you just shared, I will engage you that way. Yes. Okay. I'm not engaging you with a glove and I'm sitting here observing you. No, 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 no. I can give you an assignment. I can give you step-by-step step what it is. 
and then you can come back and self-report. There have been sessions that people said they was doing stuff, and I'm like, well, what'd you do? Wait a minute, let me get my... And take tell, my par- tell my partner what we about to do but yeah no so it's like you know you could be mindful of I, for me i'm not i'm not gloving it <laughs> i'm metaphoring and i'm teaching through a fun um an exotic workshop i could do that mm-hmm. well yeah well you have to let us know uh where we can find this workshop and the audience can find this workshop um and follow you on your social media platforms because you know I definitely want to be there as well because you know it's always a lively and lovely conversation when we talking with Mary May (laughs) absolutely absolutely you're gonna leave out of there different than the way you came in for sure yes it sounds like a real deal couples retreat this is Mm -hmm. definitely needed singles Mm -hmm. married everybody in between every look everybody Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every all all couples and everybody. Yes, because yeah. sexual health matters. That's Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Every three days. Every three. Uh, yeah. It, even if it's self soothing, every three days. Three days. Good now we know that three day rule. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got the three day rule. Three days. It's the third day. You know what time it is. <laughs> According that, to that Mary. Would be my, when I talk about sending a note, I mean sending a text. Okay, babe, it's the third day. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine being in a boardroom meeting like settling a big contract and that's the text that pops across your phone you about to score that bag and make sure <laughs> that that bag is good and so that you could wrap up your day and get home to whatever this third day shenanigan right. is about to be <laughs> and, and like you know in all truth and i know we you know need to begin to do whatever but like in all truth when life is hectic mm-hmm. you have to pause and take a pulse break because mm-hmm. life can get hectic and it could be six days. It could be nine days because you're focused on the exterior things that maybe you do have control over or sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that you have to break it down into bite-sized pieces so that whatever stressors are not consuming you and your energy so much that you can't be present to the things yeah. that matter in a day-to-day and in the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like how in the show they reference sex as the adult way to play like children have their toys and what they play for adult mm-hmm. sex is the way we play as mm-hmm. adults and stuff so I, it was like okay yeah that's like you know a different way to look at it so people cannot see it as oh it has to be a hush hush we don't want to say the s word too loud or anything no you better be in that kitchen in that living room <laughs> on that deck like you better work it out if you travel in caribbean you better make sure that same oh yeah, yeah. In your butt like, come on, let's live life for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you so much, Mary, yes, for you, Mary. joining us. It has been a delightful conversation, very fun and engaging. Um, mm-hmm. Please very share important. where people can follow you again um, and just look out for any upcoming events that you might be hosting. Mm-hmm. I think that would so, be helpful. The best way would be um, Instagram at Relationship Flow. You can follow me um, there for this side of the the roles that I play (laughs) in the world, as well as on Facebook at Butterfly Love Consultations or on on LinkedIn as Mary May. So most of my handles, if they're not Butterfly Love, um, they will now be shifting to Mary May to brand. Mm. Mm, Okay. I like that. I got a rebrand happening. I'm like, oh. Hey, it's a new chapter. Mm-hmm. A new chapter. Listen, I just my birthday was just happening, so that revises a whole season. new chapter 
Yes, yeah. all in there. Yes, well, we all appreciate this. Um, we appreciate you joining. Um, yes. and we will definitely have you back have for you a second back. park, so yes. you can give us some more uh tools and tips in the bedroom. Amen. That's what mm-hmm. we're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, that's that'll be need. the next one. We gonna plan. That's that. the name of it. Tools and tips. Oh, child ain't ready. Tools ain't and ready. tips in the bedroom. Come they got a couple, May. couple weeks, couple months, Mary, to get yeah. ready for you. Yes. Okay, I'm sure all right. We bring it, so we have to have you back. Absolutely, yeah. sounds great. Thank you guys for the invitation yeah. and the time. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Have a Absolutely. wonderful day. Yes, you Take too. In y'all time zone. In the time zone, right? <laughs> as always, we thank you so much for tuning in. This episode, as with every episode, is dedicated to the legendary Miss Oprah Winfrey. Hashtag Oprah, come find us. Hashtag Oprah, we love you. We'd also like to send a major shout out and thanks to our incredible producer extraordinaire, Dave Grisbowski.